Love the 80s? Then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio 80s Plus. All right, Vassas, over to you. Okay, listen up, because that thing you do, like all the time our next guest is here to tell you you're doing it all wrong but putting it right is as easy as breathing his new course the power of your breath is available now on bbc maestro so all hail the king of the inhale he's the bester he's james nestor good morning james (laughs) thank you for having me literally this is a flying visit it is you know that's what i do when did you land uh yesterday when did you take off again uh, tomorrow. Stop it now. Yeah, come Jet on. Setter. That's what you do. All uh, right, so which won't leave which alone? Can you not break the shackles of this breath work? Or is, has breathing now got its sort of talons into you? Uh, I think a little of both. One of the reasons why I keep talking about this stuff is because I keep getting questions from people. Hundreds and hundreds of questions. Whenever I do an event, there's a line of people and they're crying or they're angry or they're laughing and they want to know how to breathe better for anxiety, asthma, performance, sex, and more. And unfortunately, I'm the guy that has to provide them with answers. Right. So, so. some headlines there, some flavors of the people in the queue. Um, just just give us some uh, frequently asked questions and the, the answers. We, we might as well go cut to the chase the the biggest one is about asthma so when people are diagnosed with asthma they are told this is an incurable condition that they will have the rest of their lives so a friend of mine has a three-year-old son who was diagnosed with severe asthma put on a buterol and the doctor told him you're going to stay on this the rest of your life but nobody is looking at breathing which is often the core issue behind asthma. I know that sounds nuts, but all of this is coming from top researchers and scientists, and you can use your breathing to reduce your symptoms of asthma. The science is very clear on that. Uh, is there a sort of, um, can you give us a, a crash course on that now, or would that, would that be too? The, it's a little complicated. The simple version is you have to learn to breathe less the vast majority of people suffering from both asthma and anxiety are breathing way too much. And that exacerbates the condition and it causes them to have attacks. You look well. You always look well. And I know that so, I've said that before, but you just do. Um, you're, not, you're not uneasy on the eye. I mean, that does help. Yeah. But your skin, you look great. Your eyes look white. And you, you carry on this nose breathing. I mean, it all started off with the nose breathing fascination so just get for people who don't know um just give us a little little recap on your own personal journey so the reason i got into all of this stuff i'm a science journalist i've been writing about a bunch of different subjects usually around sports and performance but it wasn't until i started suffering from pretty severe respiratory problems this was like 11 years ago and i was given um you know bronchodilators and told to be put on my way and I kept getting bronchitis every year I kept getting pneumonia every single year and I kept wheezing when I was working out. I was eating the right food sleeping eight hours a night annoying isn't it it's annoying doing and all the right stuff everyone told me it was just you know this is old age get used to it I didn't like that answer and uh, <laughs> a doctor friend is the one who instructed me on how to breathe better and she told me she said why don't you do this 
this and this and let me know how you feel. And I don't know if this is proof of anything, but I have not had one of those issues since I fixed my breathing. It's incredible, isn't it? Um, this BBC Maestro course you have, <laughs> is it is it your book um, reimagined? Uh, how do you flip what's in the book to... Because you've always been very careful, haven't you? You've always said, look, I am not a qualified medical professional so so are you are you walking that tightrope ever finer now how does it how is it does, does it manifest itself so this came about from the book which is mostly looking at the science and history with some practices of breathing basically how we've got it wrong and how we can get it better but there aren't many lessons in there because i didn't want this to be a how-to book you know right. at the back of the book there's some want you to do this this and this and check in with yourself but i kept getting these questions from people i tried to answer them but there's only so much of me and so many of these people and so all of these questions sort of rotated around you know 15 to 20 concepts and i kept collecting them until i had the opportunity to answer them in one complete lesson plan and so i am not a breathwork guy i'm not a doctor that's not what i do what i'm telling you in this course is what i have learned from experts in the field if you have asthma if you have anxiety this is what the science says about athletic performance this is what it says about sleep here's how to diagnose your sleep here's how to fix it and so i'm just a filter that's all i am i well, you keep saying that um, and, it's true you know a, a proper sort of I don't know, a, a, a soothsayer, a, a, the speaker of the truth would say what you're saying now. Um, you've now spent so long in this field, though. If you, if I were you, because I'm stupid and you're not, you're really clever, mm. I, would, I would be tempted to acquiesce and to go and do some kind of course or qualification so then I could sort of um, cross the Rubicon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but with breathwork, it's, it's different because... Various people can teach breathwork. They have no qualifications, right? There's no medical certification for breathwork. Right. And in the medical fields, I mean, there's doctors in my family. There are pulmonologists in my family. They don't learn any of this stuff because they're dealing with lung cancer and people have just gotten a car accident, you know, acute, serious problems. Yeah. They don't have time to sit someone down and say, how do you feel? Like, does that feel better? Like, that's that's not their world. So there is this big open chasm that needs to be filled with somebody. So people are becoming breathwork therapists with no certification. And uh, I want to stay out of that. I want to remain a journalist where I'm objective and I can call BS on something that's not true. And then I can say, hey, there looks like there is legitimate data and science between something else. You know. But as, as potential, sorry, I started that with but, it is a but, mm. but as, as a potential client or patient of yours i'm screaming yes look from what i've read and I've, i'm fortunate enough to know you and to have interviewed you several times now and to witness you doing various things in front of lots of people and definitely to to their benefit i'm screaming look i'm not by i'm not an examining board but you'll do for me just tell me all you know and i'm happy to to sort of sing from your hymn sheet but i think i can tell you everything that i know without coming at you as some sort of you know phony licensed therapist yeah, right yeah, I, I can just be a journalist and go out and find the research and report on this you know, the, the most savory facts from what I've learned over so many years. And I don't ever want to cross that line. I want to remain objective all the time. 
All right. Um, I, I rather uh, spookily, fortuitously maybe for this conversation, have a right blocked nostril this morning uh, because I I think I've had a cold. I had a COVID test, a couple of COVID tests, one last week and one on Monday. I feel much better now. As I'm getting better, I'm sounding worse. Do you know, have any idea why that might be? Well, up to 50% of people, especially in wintertime, springtime, have chronic congestion, Got it. right? This is a, a serious issue. And so you're either, you know, in the after stages of having a cold, and so you still have inflammation in there, and you have chronic congestion right. in there. What I found uh, was that there was this study done, this very weird study, where this guy tested, he had chronic rhinitis, and he started humming for 10 minutes four times a day this is good humming whatever i know it's a lot to ask but you can do it when you're riding a bike when you're doing dishes whatever i like humming just doing that and it completely resolved his rhinitis what so we are that working so cool. to do some citizen science study with some real researchers yeah. to get a hundred thousand people with chronic rhinitis to try to do this what are the negative side effects of doing this nothing you're gonna annoy the person next to you if yeah. you're humming too much so hum alone hum in the shower so because people are texting the show and what's happening the show this morning saying you know here's a nasal spray you can use here's mm -hmm. a nasal spray mm -hmm. you can use and i'm saying i don't want to do that because my body's blocked my nose for a reason and it needs to be blocked what i would do if i were you and this is just what i would i'm not a doctor you're not my patient <laughs> just very clearly <laughs> it's so good i'd use a neti pot Right. Okay. With a little grapefruit seed extract. Okay. A couple drops of that. Right. You know, a neti pot, you put it in your nose yeah, and yeah. it filters. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. do that. And then you can try this trick that I learned years ago. You can take a very soft breath in through your nose and exhale and one more soft breath in through your nose and exhale and pinch your nostrils shut. Hold your breath. Hold your breath till you feel a palpable need to breathe. Keep holding your breath. Hold your breath. When you feel that need to breathe, take just a sip of air through your nose until you feel that real need to breathe. That breath should be very soft and easy. You take just a sip of air through your nose. You're still holding your breath. Look at you. Didn't know this was, this does not make for good radio, I'm realizing, but uh, he's still holding, I will report what is happening. Somehow he's going to do a minute long breath hold in front of me. Now he's just showing off because we're at 80 seconds, still holding your breath. When you are done, <laughs> slight, see, that's cheap, slight inhale, should be a normal, soft inhale. Go back to breathing normally in and out of your nose. You don't have to hold it right now. Oh my now. God, it's completely and, clear. And you're going to do that about five to six times. <laughs> your nose is going to be clear. My nose is clear now. <laughs> That's incredible. So try yeah, that. I can feel it blocking up again almost instantly, but it was clear. Do that about five to six times and do that throughout the day. Okay, and what, it can absolutely help. So we don't know exactly. It could be a buildup of carbon dioxide, which could help open up those blood vessels, an increase of nitric oxide. You get 15 times more nitric oxide through your nose. So when you're not doing that, you can hum. When you're on your bike, I see you working out during commercials, right? <laughs> you can hum and you can breathe softly in and out of your nose. And Let's talk about my um, mid-commercial break workout. Yeah. The management now have seen me doing that. I didn't realize people 
guest who said, oh, I saw you working out earlier. And I thought, I didn't see them walk past the studio, but apparently it's in it's in the camera shot, isn't it? Yeah. And you have a monitor and all the guests could see me. I didn't know this. This is why all the guests know that I work out a certain part of the show. Now the management have figured it out. So they know that if they want to have a sort of quick meeting with me, they can come and do it then. And they've stopped my working out. It doesn't matter. The so, irony of that. Yeah. Right. It's wrong. It's all wrong. Yeah. Uh, that's fascinating. And the humming, right? So... Mm-hmm. One of my favorite meditations is the R U M meditations. You know this one? Mm-hmm. So so it's R, so you go ah, and that's because that's your diaphragm. And if you if you if you pronounce the sound ah, then that 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 gets you most automatically deeper into your diaphragm. So you know, it's a bigger, deeper breath, the ones that are our parasympathetic nervous system love. And then if you ooh that lends itself to a to a chest breath and if you mm, that's a throat breath but also they're varying levels of vibration as well so the the r vibrates your tummy the u vibrates your ribcage and the m mm vibrates your throat and they hopefully also tune up your body um, in the morning so that your throat is talking to your chest and your chest is talking to your tummy and that all helps as well so i'm so this all makes complete sense to me and a lot of that is working on the premise that different organs of the body have different resonant frequencies right and so the cells in those organs will resonate at a certain frequency and this is why the ancients have had all of these hums right and these prayers and satanama right for so long and what's what's interesting now is that you know someone says oh they feel better when they do that that's cool but we can actually measure what is happening throughout the body and in the brain when you're practicing these different techniques that's where i think it gets really interesting to me it gets really really interesting and i think one of the reasons that people are fearful of it is because it's almost too simple. And then what do you do with all your stuff? All the stuff in the cupboards, all the stuff in the gut. Because it's the beginning of, do you, you realize that we've over, overlaid our onion f- throughout life? Because if you can just unblock my nose, which, and you just did that, you know, or your, the technique that you took, that just actually happened. And you said it five more times. It had already done it and it's blocking up again now. And I know that if, you know, if you, if you turn your car in the morning, you warm it up sensibly before you, the older the car the more you have to do that before it's so every, all bits of your car engine is talking to the oil's in the right place the pressure in the right place the water temperature's up and all this kind of stuff if you do that with your diaphragm and your chest and your throat and therefore also your nose you just feel more together your orchestra's tuned up ready for the day and it is the sense of well-being and the touch paper that that lights for future well-being within your own um, gift to yourself is immense and it can be beautifully overwhelming. Well, the, you know, we're one united organism. We're not just a stomach or lungs or heart or a brain. And what I've found is people are more convinced by things that are more complicated, which is why diets have become so insanely complicated because people think, oh, that means it's more scientific. But that is not always the case. Sometimes the most simple things, eating food that is not processed, right? It's a very simple thing, breathing the way that nature intended us to breathe. 
Who's your guide? Look at a healthy dog. Look at a healthy infant. Look at someone that doesn't live in an industrialized society, right? These simple things, this is what the body responds to. So I think so much of this stuff, uh, health is becoming superfluous and it's becoming way too detailed uh, to our detriment. It doesn't have to be that complicated. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them, no stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose, food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Thich Nhat Hanh says, or said, still says forever, that if you take a di- when you take a deep breath, a proper big deep breath, all the way down to your tummy, and your tummy comes out, and it almost looks like it shouldn't, but that's exactly what should happen and so often doesn't happen, unfortunately. That when you take a deep breath, it switches on all your cells. And for the moment that you are inhaling that oxygen, then all your energy is available to you in that moment. And that is transformational. Well, it's also efficient. So we can get by doing something inefficiently, but our bodies have to compensate. So right now, if you take your palm of your hand and place it on your stomach, the majority of people, when they inhale, their stomachs go in. Yeah. Okay? This is called paradoxical breathing, and it's a disaster. So the very first thing you need to do beyond nasal breathing, when you take that inhale, you have to loosen your belly and be comfortable with that feeling. A lot of us aren't. We want hot-looking abs. We want to look good. You know, all that's important. But what's more important (laughs) is you living another 20 years because your body, just slightly (laughs) more important, unless you're at the beach, and then we know what's more. Hot-looking abs is important. But, you know, put the shirt back on, loosen your belly. And when you inhale, it should expand. When you exhale, it should lightly contract. And that's it. You know, simple. How, how have you found your life, you, the, you know, your relationships, your decisions, your wellness, your happiness, your contentment levels since you delved into breathing? Has it, has it been wholly transformational? I live an extremely stressful life, overworked, just like a lot of other people. I think that this is a coping mechanism that allows me to do what I do. You know, I'm not going to say it's fixed everything. Yeah. You know, everyone still has their issues. Just like eating well isn't going to fix everything. Exercising isn't going to fix everything, but it's part of a larger picture. So the one thing I like about having this knowledge is in my back pocket at any circumstance, I will know how to breathe to change 
the way my mind is functioning, to change my nervous system, to change the oxygenation in my bloodstream. So all of these different things, when you have this toolbox, you, you'll never forget it, right? And the more that you breathe better, the more this becomes a habit. So you don't have to think about it, but that can take a couple months or a couple years to get to that point. And behavior we know begets behavior. So, so the better your behaviors, the better your future behaviors will be. And breathing is an important part of that because if you are trying to calm yourself down, if you're always stressed out, but you are breathing in a dysfunctional way, your posture is bad, you're breathing into your chest, you won't be able to reach that point, yeah. okay? There is no such thing as curing anxiety without curing your breathing dysfunction. Um, couple of quick hacks for people listening. If they're feeling a bit foggy this morning, what can they do breath-wise immediately going into a meeting or into a situation today? I'll tell you an easy one, then I'll tell you a more complicated okay, one. So for just basic focus, for calmness, try to breathe in and out through your nose at a count of around five to six in, five to six out. If I were watching you breathing, I would hardly notice you're breathing at all. It's that subtle. Five to six in. Out through the nose as well? Yes, out through the nose as well. When you inhale, your belly again should be expanding and then contracting. Five to six out. So if you're really stressed out and you need a lot of focus, this one's a little weird. I'll make it quick. You can do something called alternate nostril breathing where you can take your thumb or a finger and you're going to plug your right nostril, breathe in through your left to a count of about four. Plug both nostrils, hold for a moment, breathe out through your right. Now breathe in through your right. Hold and out through your left. One more time, in through the left. Hold, out through the right. You can do that for a couple of minutes. There have been a bunch of measurements of what happens in brain function and blood pressure. And it's all real stuff. There's around 20 studies that have looked at what this simple, very simple exercise that anyone can do that is free for everyone all the time can do to your body and to your brain and to your emotions. And I inadvertently, genuinely, accidentally preempted something you wanted to talk about. Yeah, but this is, this is, what, this is what we do. Um, in, a, in an hour and a half's time, I will be sitting cross-legged doing that in my mm. yoga class in Putney. Uh, it's called their Pranayama. And we do it and we hold, but we hold the breath a little bit more than that. And we do it eight, ten rounds. I don't know, something like that. But it's extraordinary how balanced and healthy you feel afterwards what why is that what's happening to you is it something to do with balancing the male and the female parts of you well there's the more metaphysical side of it so according to ancient yoga you know there's the right nostril which is invigorating the male side and the left nostril which is the feminine or or softer side you can get into all of that and that's interesting but if you actually look at the science of what is happening what you're doing is slowing down your breath. So it's the pace of your breathing. It's the volume of your breath. And you are also hacking into this thing that, that happens naturally is because our nostrils switch from side to side throughout the day. One nostril gets slightly inflamed and it lets the other nostril have more access to more air. We know that breathing in through the left nostril activates the right creative side of the brain. Breathing in through the right activates the left 
analytical side. So there is some science behind these ancient beliefs. You know, in yoga class, they explain it in this, this very ornate, baroque way, which is cool. I'm into all of that stuff, but I really like to see the measurements and the data first and foremost. Can I ask one more question, which yeah. is totally unrelated? Um, I was running with my daughter on Sunday morning uh, at a park run. And sometimes when she's running, she gets all a little bit stressed and the running is very... Like the, the breathing is very agitated and then the running is very difficult because no one can breathe. And that's why people find swimming difficult is because they're taking short <gasps> and then they're breathing and then they're holding their breath. And, you know, it's just not easy. Have you got any nice hack for people who are who find exercise, whatever it is, difficult because they're breathing so shallowly and they feel like they need all the oxygen all the time but actually paradoxically that's making what they're trying to do much harder they're getting less oxygen by over breathing yeah. this is so contradictory but that's exactly what's happening so the one thing i would suggest is to slow down what you want to do is you continue breathing normally continue breathing in that healthy pattern right as you're running once you start slipping into a dysfunctional breathing pattern that is your body saying slow down and acclimate your body and slowly work up a lot of people want to go from zero to a hundred and it messes their bodies up right so uh, and a lot of us are are very stubborn we say i don't want to slow down i want to run faster you will run so much faster if your breathing is locked into the needs of your body and you can only do that through a slow acclimation process and so again breathe normally in and out through your nose the moment you you have to slow down and stay at that pace just below that line so um, for the first half mile of a long run now, I will do the two or three inhales before mm -hmm. an exhale just to literally calm my body down. And mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. You told me something once about this. It's in the book, The Double Inhale. I sometimes triple inhale just to, I don't know why I do it. And it seems to work, but my breathing doesn't settle down for about half a mile. And then it's great after that. And I'm really out of breath. I mean, my legs, you know, they have an issue with my running, but my lungs rarely do. I think you start breathing that way 10 minutes before you run, five right. minutes oh, before good. that run. So if you're in your car and this tells your body yeah. to get prepped for the run. Of course. I mean, a lot of people say, well, it's impossible to run or to jog breathing in and out of your nose. Look at Kimpoji, right? Yeah. He, he ran a, a two hour marathon. Look at him breathing at the end of the race, shoulders down, calm yes. into the belly, in and out through the nose running at 13 miles per hour yeah. for two hours so smiling so if actually. he can do it smiling really annoying. yeah <laughs> high-fiving people smiles the whole yeah. time isn't he well because it's just telling his face to relax it's telling everything to relax he he and he breathes through. i always think of elia kipchoge when i run because and i think of you you can tell um <laughs> because i try and breathe through my nose even when i'm going up a hill if you can it's it, it really helps. And you sort of, that thing you said, paradoxically, you think you need more oxygen, but actually you just need to relax. I think smiling and breathing properly go hand in hand, don't they? Gets a little creepy looking though. So, you know, you don't want to smile too often yeah. on the train, you know, it's with your dark breath when work. It's in the morning most of the time. Yeah, okay. If you're, yeah, if you're alone, running in the dark... <laughs> Keep smiling, yeah, everybody. Keep smiling. Or just, just wear a snood like this. So nobody can see. That's, why, that's half the reason I wear it all the blimmin' time. Um, James, you're on fire, mate. On fire, as always. Loads of questions for you. Running out of time. 
Hi. Hey, Chris. Uh, Laura here. Hi, Laura. So glad to hear James on the radio this morning. His book is full of such wonderful life-changing information. It has been a true inspiration. Thank you so much, James. Keep doing what you do. Um, inspiring and an inspiration. Mm. Oh, that's that's handy. That works, doesn't it? Uh, Amy in Stratford, up on Avon. How amazing to hear about humming this morning. My daughter, when she was a toddler, used to hum just instinctively every time she had a cold. She's a natural. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. We're, we're, we're built with all of this knowledge, right? We just forget it as we get older. Well, we unpick it. We do worse than that, don't we? I mean, what happens when two lovers are getting together and... and mm, mm, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm, what does that do? Stimulates nitric oxide, which what does that do? Opens up blood vessels. What does that do? You can draw your own conclusions Well, right Mira's there. having a baby. So, Mira, so, Mira, one of our so, producers, having a baby. Five months pregnant. Woo! All that humming. Keep humming. Keep Slow humming, breathing. baby. Humming. Keep humming. There's honeymoons and there's humming moons. Yeah. Um, you know, um, ever the two shall meet. Penny from Morecambe says, please thank James on my behalf. After struggling with my breathing due to the effects of long COVID, I went back to his book, Breath, and revisited all the exercises. I feel so much better. Zero breathlessness. It made such a difference. I'm so grateful. It's cool, Amazing. isn't it? Amazing. So great to hear. Anne says, I used to have asthma, but I'm convinced that starting swimming has helped to relieve the symptoms. Is there any correlation there, you think? There is. It's, it's interesting because swimmers have the highest incidence of asthma if they're swimming in chlorinated pools. And oh. we don't know if it's because they're mouth breathing or it's the chlorine. But asthma is also uh, can be reduced through swimming. So right. it depends how you do it. Don't overdo it. Don't huff and puff too much. If you can, swim in salt water. Got it. Shane in Dartford says, good morning, you wonderful, happy people. Could you please ask James what the best breathing technique is to increase my blood oxygen? My average is between 93 and 94% since I had a lung infection last year. and I'm struggling with my breath most days. Thank you. Slow and low. Get a pulse oximeter, right? They still sell those at, at drug stores. And this records how much oxygen is in your bloodstream. They're no money and they're fun. So slow and low, you might think, well, that's going to give me less oxygen. You will see it does the opposite. So try that. So just why is that? So why is that the case? And also why is, if you breathe a lot, why do you get less oxygen, not more? Why, why are those two ironies, why do they exist? So the main reason is when we're breathing like this, we're breathing into our chest, which right. means the majority of air gets stuck in our mouth, our throats, the bronchi, all these other areas that don't participate in gas exchange. So all we're doing is taking this breath in and breathing it out without ever using it. Processing How it. inefficient is that? They right. found that breathing at a rate of six breaths per minute, you use 85% of the air you take into your body. Breathing at a rate of around 18 to 20 breaths a minute, you use only half. Isn't that interesting? Mm. so interesting. So if you so want to increase more. your efficiency, slow and low is the way to go. Yeah, well, uh, my, I've got to say, i got to go again. Uh, take that hand. He's in, out, deep, slow, calm, ease, smile, release. And I love that. It sorts me out. It gets me to sleep, calms me down, cheers me up. You know, and often if you're at least and nowadays, not that it happens that much, but, you know, if you get distracted at home and you, you might go to the, in the past, go to the crisp drawer, the chalky drawer, the naughty drawer. Just, I just have a bit, of, I go for a bit of a breath. 
Hmm. You go, you can have a bit of a breathe in the corner. It's great, isn't it? It works for some people. Works well, for me. Well, it works for everyone. It's just that some <laughs> lots of people don't try it. Right. So James is on primarily to talk about his BBC Maestro course. Uh, these are good courses that the BBC are doing. BBCMaestro.com. The power of your breath is James's. Uh, course lessons, the power of your breath introduction, diagnostics, nasal, lungs and diaphragm, breathe slow, breathe less, exhale, hold it, chew, posture, sleep, business breathing, walking, asthma, anxiety, over breathing, kundalini, qigong and conclusion. What's qigong? That is the ancient Chinese practice. I mean, they invented a lot of this stuff thousands of years ago about bringing energy in to your body right. through the power of breathing. And once you're able to do this, some of these masters, I've seen them do things that are supposed to be scientifically Like what, for in. example? You won't believe me if I tell you, so I can't tell all these people <laughs> no, out. No, but it's, it's almost illegal. It's so powerful, it isn't it? It should be yeah. illegal, because yeah. <laughs> once you see it, you open that door, you can never close yeah. it again. Yeah. Have you tried any of those methods? I've tried some, but they take years and years and years to right. really, really get the benefits. And of then it. when you get there, you've you've take, spent so long doing it, you don't even realize you're there, but you are there. So, so is it sort of untouchable kind of? And they require sometimes three months in a cave, right, in complete darkness. Oh but God. once you come out of that, these powers that you have, and again, I've seen this, I have felt this, just gives you the creeps of what we're we're capable of that we've forgotten about. And once you once you access realize aware become aware of accept and um deploy but don't hopefully not abuse this power that we have um it just takes the pressure off the rest of a, a bit of a, a what's becoming more and more of a not, not a nonsense western way of life although it is but that's too too cheap and easy to say that but it just gives you more agency over your own self-esteem, uh, your own experience of life on a minute-by-minute minute basis, uh, the power of sleep, the fact that it's okay to be quiet, all those things, the opposite of what we're trying to be sold every day. Well, I think this is what we, we develop these systems because this is what our bodies and brains respond to. This is how it used to be in nature, mm. right? And we've only been industrialized for a very short amount of time considering our evolution and yeah. our bodies can't catch up to it the vast majority of diseases we suffer from are diseases of civilization these yeah. are diseases that we created but since we created them we can we can also not create them yeah. right and and we can help reduce them by returning back to nature the way our bodies are naturally designed to be love it james have we missed anything out we've we've run out of time is there, is there something that you thought oh i should have talked about that or are we cool there's a lot more in that BBC Maestro course. Okay, baby. Okay. All right, well, literally a flying visit. James, you're always welcome. You always make time for us. We'll always make time for you. There you go. It's quid pro quo. Love it. Thank you very much for having me, you guys. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. This is going to be something I'll remember. And that's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past. And James Bay. Come on, lady. Don't you agree that everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash virgin radio UK.